This Shabbos, we read the Torah portion of Yisrei, where we have the great story of the giving of Torah at Sinai. Um, really, this is a climax of what we've been going through the last number of weeks. We were talking about the exile in Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the exodus from Mitzrayim, the splitting of the sea. And finally, we get to the high point, which is when we meet God, we meet Hashem face to face at Har Sinai, and He gives us the Torah. Now, when Hashem gives us the Torah, really He was giving us the mitzvahs, the commandments. That's when we, we really became obligated in fulfilling all of the mitzvahs of the Torah. And He gave us the Torah for Torah study, which is the wisdom of Hashem given to us, which describes and explains all the mitzvahs and much more. And truly, this is perhaps the greatest gift that Hashem has given us, is the ability to study and learn and connect to Him in this way of understanding His wisdom. Um, in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe tells us that the greatest union that one can create between themselves and Hashem is the union through Torah study, through learning and understanding, um, and taking those concepts into ourselves and making them part of ourselves, and that way we connect to Hashem on a very deep and a very intimate way. So on the one hand, the study of Torah is all about study. But on the other hand, there's something interesting about that study. And I'll tell you a story that says in the Gemara, it talks about one of the great women of the Talmud. Her name was Bruria. Bruria was the daughter of one of the great tzaddikim of the time, Rabbi Hananya ben Tradyon. And she was the wife of Rabbi Meir, again, one, of the sages of the, one of the great sages of the Mishnah. So the Gemara tells us that Bruria once saw one of her husband's disciples studying Torah, but he was studying quietly. He wasn't saying it, he wasn't verbalizing it, just learning. And she told him off sharply, and she says, doesn't the Pasuk say, Arucha bakoil ushmura, which means, it's a Pasuk in Shmuel, and she explained to, to me, to mean, that if the Torah that you learn, if it's something that is expressed through all of your limbs, through all of your parts of your body, then it will be guarded by you. In other words, she was saying, just to sit there and read the ideas and think about them, but without um, speaking it out and verbalizing it and getting involved in it, getting your entire body involved in it, so the Torah won't be kept by you, you'll forget it. And the Gemara goes on to say that there was a, another disciple, a disciple of Rabbi Eliezer, that he would also learn Torah, but quietly, without verbalizing it. And after a number of years, he forgot everything that he learned. So from this Gemara, we have the concept that when it comes to Torah study, although it's primarily an idea of understanding and learning, nevertheless, it's important to actually verbalize it and get more physically involved in saying it, um, in, in saying the words of Torah that we learn. And even halachically, the mitzvah is that one, when they learn, should actually verbalize the words that they're learning, so far, so much so that the bracha that we make in the morning for the study of Torah that we're going to study throughout the day, one is only required to make a bracha for Torah study if they actually verbalize the words of Torah, not when they just think about it. And here the question is really a double question. First, why is it so important to verbalize the words? If we're talking about study and understanding, why is saying the words so important? And secondly, why is it that if we don't verbalize the words, 
what's affected is our memory. Because that's what it says over here, that if you verbalize it and say it with the energy, then you'll remember it. But if you don't say it, you're not going to remember it. What's the connection of the verbalization of the words and the memory? And the answer, as explained in Tanya, is the following. The idea of taking Hashem's Torah, Hashem's wisdom, and bringing it into ourselves is really bringing the Kedusha, the holiness of Hashem, and bringing it into us as human being, human beings, and bringing that connection to the divine, that connection to the infinite, and making ourselves holier and more connected through that. When we only think the words of Torah, we're only bringing that into our minds. Into our mind, the mind is a very spiritual power, or the highest of the powers within the human being. But then there's the much more physical parts of us, our body, our limbs, and the idea is to bring the Kedusha, to bring the divinity of Hashem into every part of ourselves. That's one of the main ideas of the giving of Torah in general, is that the holiness should not remain something that's aloof and abstract and separate from the physical and mundane, but to the contrary, to transform or to purify the physical and the mundane with the holiness of Hashem and the holiness of His Torah and Mitzvahs. And therefore, to just learn Torah in our minds and our bodies, so to speak, are totally not involved in that, defeats the purpose of bringing the godliness down into every part of ourselves. So that's why when we verbalize it, it's not just something in the mind, it's something that our limbs are getting involved with, our mouth is getting involved with, which deals with a lower, spiritually speaking, part of ourselves, a more mundane, physical and material part of ourselves that we're trying to bring the Torah into. But it's more than that. And here's where the forgetfulness comes into the picture. The Torah is divine wisdom. And being that it's divine wisdom, the part of us that's not divine uh, really is not a receptacle for it. It's not able to hold on to it. It's not able to grasp it. Um, so therefore, we forget. We forget the Torah, not just because, you know, some, sometimes people are not good at memory in general. But here we're talking about something more specific, and that is the forgetfulness because it's something spiritual, it's something holy, it's something abstract, and as a human being, as someone who is more mundane, I don't relate to that which is holy and spiritual as well. And therefore, although I learned it, it might fly out of my mind because I don't connect to it and I don't relate to it. When we say the words and we get our physical body involved in the Torah that we're learning, is what we're doing is we're bringing that Kedusha into our body so that our body becomes a receptacle for it. And now that our body is a receptacle for it, it's able to hold on to it, it's able to grasp it, and it doesn't fly out of our minds. And that's an idea the Alter Rebbe tells us in Tanya. He says, when we do Torah mitzvahs, and we do it with our body, and we get our body involved, we're actually bringing the Kedusha into our body, creating a situation where now our body is able to retain and grasp these concepts, because the unholiness of our body has been affected, has been challenged, has been transformed by bringing the Kedusha into our bodies. And that's why the truth is it's not only just about saying the words of the Torah, it's about putting more effort, energy, and passion involving more and more of ourselves in the Torah that we study. It's interesting that the custom, the minig, although it's not a halacha, but the custom and the tradition by people when they learn Torah, when they daven, is that we shuckle. 
which means we sway. You'll see people moving back and forth. You'll see people making hand gestures when they're learning, trying to understand. It's all about getting more and more of ourselves involved in it. Like we say in davening on Shabbos from Tehillim, Kol Hashem that all of my bones or all of parts of my body get involved in declaring the greatness of Hashem, in connecting to Hashem. And that's really the appropriate way for a Yid to, whether it's the study of Torah, whether it's davening, whether it's mitzvahs, but to get fully involved and fully engrossed in it, get every part of me involved in it, that way bringing that Kedusha into every part of oneself. It's said about the Alter Rebbe, the, the Balatanya, that when he would daven, he would be so inspired and so involved that many times he would lose himself and start just banging on the walls out of excitement. And so much so that many times the banging was hard enough, they started bleeding. But he was so involved in his davening that he didn't notice. So this was becoming a danger. Because here you have the Rebbe davening, and he's banging on the walls, and blood is flowing, and he doesn't know, so he's not stopping. So they had to actually pad the walls around the place where he was davening, so if you'd bang into the walls, it wouldn't hurt, he wouldn't hurt himself. Now, obviously, that's a very great level, um, and something that most of us don't have to be concerned about. They'll bang the walls and not recognize. However, the message is a clear one. The, the idea of tamarna, the idea of getting fully involved and fully engrossed in our Torah study, in our davening, it shouldn't just be an intellectual exercise that we do in our mind, but something that we get fully involved in and we verbalize and we talk about it and we put energy into our words and put energy into our talking and that way to bring that Kedusha of this greatest of gifts of the Torah into ourselves, into every part of ourselves, to retain it properly and in a way that it should affect us in the desired way, making us holier, more refined and more selfless people. Have a wonderful Shabbos.